This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, March 29, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. A large-scale seizure of bank assets in Cyprus appears to have been averted, but the looming uncertainty and controls on how bank depositors may access those funds can't mean good things for depositors. Cato Institute senior fellow Richard Ron says that kind of seizure of wealth and the creation of government-fostered uncertainty, while galling, isn't unprecedented, even in the United States. We sort of recoil at the idea of having our bank deposits just swiped because of government mismanagement over uh, some time period. But is it really any different than just raising taxes on people? Uh, No. The thing you're concerned with is how much money do you have left after taxes and inflation? And right now, most Americans are getting less than 1% on their saving and money market accounts. Inflation is running more than 2%. And people are taxed on this imaginary interest they receive when they've actually had a capital loss. In other words, government is expropriating the capital they have, your savings, and taxing you on it. Right. And that, but that's nothing new. I mean, that's the nature of inflation, right? Well, no, this is not so much inflation as the Federal Reserve is holding interest rates down to an artificially low level. Normally, you expect the real interest rate above the rate of inflation to be about 3%. So let's say we've got 2% inflation, so you'd expect to get about 5% on your savings. That would be normal. The Federal Reserve is holding down interest rates artificially, which penalizes all savers. It basically, again, is expropriating their capital. For savers that would prefer, and I assume most savers in, in, a, in a perfect world would prefer to keep their money in a bank so that it could be uh, used uh, for, for loaning out and, and, and creating uh, investment, what, uh, what, I guess what are the incentives created here when you're threatening with the, this, threatened with the specter of having your savings just taken? Well, it, it – has a perverse effect, and it both discourages people from saving, but also people are in a panic about what's happening uh, around the world and in the U.S. with the very high government deficits, and that encourages them to save more. Now, much of the savings these days is going to things like gold and uh, precious metals and other things under the belief that the government won't touch that. But there's an interesting history here. Back in 1933, under Franklin Roosevelt, Americans were ordered, the president did this through executive order, to turn over all their gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates to the government in exchange for $20.67, which was the price of gold at that time. A year later, Roosevelt revalued the dollar to $35 an ounce, So it meant that the people who had turned in their gold coin got 41% less than what the price was a year later, even though there had been no inflation. And this was just government expropriation of private property. Hayek sort of defines coercion with respect to the government as something that the government does that makes it harder for you to plan. That is, it interrupts your plans. Taxes, at the very least, you can minimize the effect of taxes through various actions. But when you are – it's – there is dramatic widespread uncertainty about how you can conduct your affairs. That seems to be the most coercive. That is a looming threat. Uh, that's very much true. The, the problem for people is 
not knowing what the government's going to do next, either in terms of, of legislative policy, such as taxing and spending, and regulatory policy. And, of course, now you have all these international regulations at the same time and monetary policy. Uh, now there's a great debate going on. When are we going to have the great inflation? People are expecting a large amount of inflation. But if it's going to be a few years off, you'll conduct your affairs differently than if you think it's a few weeks off. And the bottom line is that nobody knows, including the people at the Fed. They act like they can control all this more than they can, and they can't. This uncertainty has caused people to be risk-adverse, which means that they are creating fewer new businesses than they otherwise would, which means we have less creation of new jobs and a higher rate of unemployment. Uncertainty is far easier to create than certainty. That is, we're depending upon institutions across the board to create a level of certainty. But the government is uniquely situated to interrupt uh, what would otherwise be our plans. So uh, how do we get back to a situation where people can be relatively certain that uh, their savings won't be expropriated either through inflation or, or uh, holding down of interest rates or just uh, taking from the government and, uh, and get them to invest again? Well, the American founding fathers uh, were, of course, great skeptics of government. But they also believe the, the function of the government was for the protection of person and property and liberty. And they wanted government to add to certainty. Life is uncertain. Uh, people get ill. Uh, events of nature, storms, earthquakes, tornadoes, all these things. And so if you view government as a bit of an insurance policy – protect, again, your person and property and your basic liberties, uh, that would be the constructive function of government. But when government comes in and doesn't really have the rule of law because you don't know how judges and courts are going to interpret or when the legislative branch may change the law or particularly regulators who can do it instantaneously, and so that makes your property uncertain. Um, Judicial uh, decisions can also even make your life. I mean, when are you? Uh, when uh, can you stay out of prison? And that may seem like a strange question, but now we have so many laws and regulations that nobody knows for certain when they have complied with everything. In fact, I expect every listener uh, today has at some point violated some law or regulation either a civil law or, in the cases, felonies of things that you would never suspect are wrong. And, but people understand that these are out there because we have so many. This leads to uncertainty, anxiety, less happiness, uh, less investment in a poorer world. Richard Ron is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.